from 1924 when he threw rocks around a canyon down into the modern age he's been a boon companion though many folks have seen him know now none of them have held him or brought a decent hand sample to dr jeffrey meldrum if you're walking through the woods one night and you see a vague footprint Build a mold and cast that bitch, cause it could be a hit. But if you've never seen a Sasquatch, just seek and you will find. Because Bigfoot is a state of mind. Yes, Bigfoot is a state of mind. Hey everybody, welcome to the Hidden Zoo, where every week or so we make fun of an animal that probably doesn't exist. I'm Don, and with me as always is Blake. Hey Don. Hello Blake. And How's it going? It's, it's good. Um... I forget. Did we take last weekend off? Did we? I think so. I think we just, I think we forgot to record. It's okay. It's not like we make any money off of this. I know. Well, let me check my receipts, see if I'm... Are you in the, see if you're in the black? Yeah. Uh, Did you get my invoice? I did. It's going to take me a minute to pay that (laughs) off. But thank you for finally sending it by. Good. I got to get my money. Yeah. Get that podcast paper. Yeah, today we're sponsored by uh, mattresses and socks. <laughs> those those purple mattress ads are pretty good. Have you seen those? No, I haven't. Pretty great. They do one that looks. They do it just like a prescription drug. <laughs> There's the couple sitting in the sitting in the in the front yard, and it's got that. I don't know how to describe that look, but you know that look. Yeah, the prescription drug look. Yeah, where it's sort of that filtery looking thing going on. Yeah, and like everything's a little too white. Yeah, it's yeah, it looks like it's almost overexposed. Yeah, and they're so, like our our doctor prescribed something he calls sleep. <laughs> it's like being awake, but you feel really good. It's like being awake, but you feel good. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 about what sleep feels like. Which is pretty, it's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, so um, I want to, as soon as I get this open, as soon as I find it, I happened to open iTunes today for the first time in two years, because I fucking hate iTunes. Mm-hmm. Like, I use a podcast aggregator that goes through iTunes, but I do not want to use actual iTunes. Um, and... We actually have a positive From 1924. Whoa! Whoa. What just happened? Oh, I didn't want you to play that. I just want you to open the... I'm just trying to open up our our, our page. And it decided it was just going to play a random episode. Thanks, iTunes. (laughs) Cool. So according to... On iTunes, our most popular episodes are our first eight episodes. (laughs) Really? That's it. (laughs) Because, like, they get through eight and they're like, fuck these guys. These guys suck. But then uh, Cats was pretty popular, too. Uh, but we have a review. Because it has cats. We have, the... we actually, we have two positive reviews, both on February 13th, 2019. And I think one of them is not legit. No? Okay. Uh, um, and it's, it goes like this. This is the one I don't think is legit. It says, Iowa is a lovely state. I'd be surprised if you didn't agree. <laughs> That's not legit. Uh, no malarkey. There's a topical political joke for you right there. No malarkey, huh? Yeah, Joe Biden's doing his no malarkey tour of Iowa right now because <laughs> he's a fucking loser. That's a good old timey nonsense. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that. That's how you get the Gen Zers is being like, we're gonna not gonna have any malarkey in this malarkey. in this campaign, or no balderdash, no balderdash, <laughs> no poppycock neither. <laughs> oh, I don't have any good. Old Excuse me, yeah. sir, sir. We like free health care. No, you can't have that. That's malarkey. That's malarkey. What did I just say about malarkey? <laughs> I like the balderdash. That's pretty good. Okay, but here's here's a all, good one. All from Parker Brothers. Games, Milton Brad, Balderdash, it's Malarkey from Milton Bradley. It's like Balderdash, but legally distinct. So the the other one that I think is legit is from Four Dash Ever Dash Ginger, and Four Ever Ginger says, "Great show! I don't know how many times I've had to stifle a laugh while listening to this at work." These guys are so funny and love to poke fun at everything, not just cryptids. If you want to hear about terrible cryptids and then an attempt at what it could have been before they go on random and hilarious tangents on other topics, then this is the show for you. Hooray. I'm glad someone likes our tangents. Yeah, because that's most of the show. I don't think we could do a show. I think you and I are both incapable of doing a show that stays on topic. Yeah, probably. It's no fun. Just like the silence that you're not filling. That also wasn't fun. Oh, I'm doing other stuff, kind of, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. I know I'm the worst. So, hold on. i got to post my review of the new episode of The Mandalorian. Yeah. Just going to fill out my unemployment real quick. <laughs> oh, okay. You could have you said, give me 10 minutes before we record. i got to fill out my unemployment. I know. I'm terrible. So, this is why we need ratings and reviews so we can make some of that sweet podcast, Bomba Socks, Me Undies Scratch. <laughs> me undies. Blake Blake can have like twenty bucks because you bought some underpants that are way too expensive. Well, maybe they're great. Maybe they're totally worth it. Uh, you know, uh, they're supposed to be very comfortable, but no pair of underwear is thirty dollars comfortable for one pair of underwear. Really? What? They, is it like one pair is $30? They're like real expensive. It's been a while since I looked. So I was like, well, podcasts say they're, they're really comfy. They said they're the best ones. Me undies, the world's most comfortable underwear. Uh, men's underwear. Undies. Okay, so like I like, uh, I like short boxer briefs. What does this cost? What are the trunks cost? $24 a pair. Damn. Yeah. That's absurd. It's, it's it's fucking underwear. Oh, but they have a Black Friday sale. Oh, man, you should get hooked up. You can get a 20-pack of boxer briefs for only $192, down from $480. Damn. No. No, not going to do it. I don't care if, if, like, Bill Gates suddenly gave me $10 billion tomorrow. I'm not buying me undies. Unless, so of course, you, they decide you, to sponsor us, in which case I will gladly purchase MeUndies. What do you want for Christmas? Uh, I want a Fantasy Costco sticker. <laughs> well, you already got a magnet. Yeah. I guess I don't need the sticker. Just look on Etsy. That's where I got it. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff on it. There's uh, there's some cool Garfield the Deals Warlock stuff on Etsy, too. I love how they did that. That They just <laughs> they they made it clearly blatantly the shape of Garfield. Uh-huh. Completely covered him in robes. Yep. So you you could tell like that's obviously Garfield under there, but like legally not Garfield, <laughs> which is awesome. His name is Garfield though. 
Okay, so is your unemployment posted? Yeah, I'm done. Okay, you're done filing for that. Okay, so um, I got I have a, an Indiana cryptid. Oh yeah, there's I, more. Yeah, honestly, I didn't know there were more other than the Beast of Busco and the fact that Bigfoot's been seen in like every state. But yes. I found one, and it's really silly. Does Indiana have its own Bigfoot variant? No, just a Bigfoot. Just Bigfoot. It, 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 if there is an Indiana variant like the Skunk Ape or Boggy Creek or whatever, I'm not aware of it. I love that it's like Bigfoot is a video game mm. monster. Yep. You just encounter different variants of him. Yeah, they're all palette swapped. <laughs> it's like no, it's not a, it's not a typical. You can have Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Skunk Ape, mm-hmm. Grass Man. Well, see that one has a green uh, karate headband, so it's different. <laughs> It's an alpha death claw, not a savage death claw. See, that is the Ken Squatch. That's the Ryu Squatch. The Chem Squatch. <laughs> you said Chem, like chemical. No, I said Ken the Squatch. Chem Squatch. It was a... <laughs> Chem Squatch would be pretty sweet, though. That's pretty That's pretty great. That's the methed up. Yeah. The method. Well, that could apply to any state. I was going to say, which state would that be appropriate for? But pretty much all of them. South Dakota. Yeah. <laughs> because of their latest... Head campaign. Yeah. Meth, we're on it. This is Sasquatch for South Dakota's meth problem. I'm on it. All the, all the people who just can't, they just can't fathom why that's a horrible. And and was it the governor? Governor just keeps digging his heels in deeper and deeper. Yeah, no, like, no it means my, that we're taking care of it. No, my friend, <laughs> just just no. admit when you fucked up. Go ho so ho, our bad. We didn't think hard enough about it. Ad company trolled you guys hard, and you so are no old. way they're going to buy this. God, oh. man, I'm on it. Uh, I, I I saw a commercial today at work, and uh, this is for real. I'm gonna hold on. Let me load this up. I'm gonna play the audio for you. It's an actual commercial for a place that is a real drugstore. And they are leaning into the fact that their name is and has been for God knows how many years. They have a very old-looking storefront. Uh, it's butt drugs. <laughs> so here's a legit commercial for butt drugs. Does everybody get to hear it or just um, me? No, everybody will get to hear it. If it loads, hold on. Damn you, butt drugs. Damn it. There we go. There's a cry across the heartland, a yearning for the days gone by. And in little old Corden, Indiana, they're happy and they'll tell you why. Okay, now what you have to imagine is that there's a whole bunch of townies with mullets and ugly faces. Because that's what's happening in the imagery. They got butt drugs. They love butt drugs. Drugs for everybody. I can always count on butt drugs. When I think drugs, I think butt drugs. For all my health needs, I turn to butt drugs. You want? Perfect. Yeah, I love that they just got a bunch of people from Corden to be like, fuck yeah, I'll be in a butt drugs commercial. Wait, <laughs> why is this so, why are you laughing so hard? I love butt drugs. Butt drugs. You know, like that scene in Train Spotting? Butt drugs. <laughs> Oh. 
Okay, so uh, here we go. This is not. Uh, this is cryptid, not from Corden, Indiana, though. It's from Crawfordsville, Indiana, uh, in which is a town of about sixteen thousand people. It's like an hour and a half northwest of Indianapolis. I've been through there a couple of times. I'm pretty sure I did a couple of science shows there a year or two ago, uh, and uh, one of the most famous residents of Crawfordsville, Indiana. Actually, perhaps their biggest claim to fame. WWF's Ultimate Warrior. <gasps> really? The Ultimate Warrior? The Ultimate Warrior is from Crawfordsville, Indiana. But so is a cryptid. One cryptid that only showed up once. Is it Ric Flair? Because I think he exists. No, 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 no. Woo! Ric Flair definitely exists. It's John Cena you can't be sure of. Okay. Because you can't see him. Remember The Rock was a wrestler? Yes, of course How I remember weird. The Rock was a wrestler. How weird is that? I, like, whenever I see clips of him doing wrestler shit, it's, it's jarring. When he was, like, 10% as buff as he is now, but still humongous. He was all just roided out and crazed. <laughs> Always giving the people an eyebrow and talking about poontang yeah. pie. It's like, that. he used to do that. That's yeah. so weird. <laughs> it's like he a, still a does from time to time. Star. Like, they still talk him into doing a, a WrestleMania here and there. Shows up now and then. Yeah, does a haka dance and wrestles or whatever. <laughs> so, um, on September 5th, 1891. So this is an old one. That is old. Yes. Uh, so it could be extra crazy. It, it's pretty fucking crazy. It's a good time period for things like laser dactyls and, yep. uh, so and other weird ones that I can't remember. This thing was only seen by a handful of people. And the name that has come down through history for the Crawford, the monster from Crawfordsville is the Crawfordsville monster. Well, creative, guys. Very much so. Not as cool as Laser Dactyl. Um, now, the great thing about this is that I found a bunch of primary source material, like newspapers from 1891. And I actually want to – hold on. I want to get open one of my links here. Because there was one website I want to give specific credit to, Hoosier State Chronicles, Indiana's digital historic newspaper program. Somebody named Chandler Lightly wrote a really good article on this that had just a ton of direct quotes and screen caps from newspapers from the era, which is wow. super cool. Usually I have to dig really hard for those if I want to get weird old-timey language. A lot of, a lot so. of microfiche. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of scan pictures. So, uh, September 5th, 1891 couple of dudes who you could probably accurately categorize as yokels. They saw, quote, a horrible apparition coming towards them in the sky. Like it was flying at them. Their names were Marshall McIntyre and Will Gray. In every source I can find, they were described as ice men. Whatever that means. The, the gentlemen who saw the thing were ice men. They were ice men. So like they so, were they were Yetis the local or hockey team? Uh I don't know. Or were they the guys that had those big caliper deals that brought you ice? Maybe it was 1891, but I prefer to They're think of that old-timey job. I prefer to think that one of them was frozen in a block of ice and then toured around Minnesota <laughs> in the 60s. And the other one was found in the Alps. Yeah. So these ice men, they saw something in the sky that they said was 20 feet long and 8 feet wide, moving through the air that with what appeared to be fins on its side, about 100 feet above them. 
it, it sounded it seemed like it was some sort of headless blob that had and this is a direct quote one great flaming eye wow except it was all white it was white other than that now it eventually left but then it came back and they went and hid in the ice house so the ice man had an ice house they hid from the monster in their natural habitat. Yeah, I mean, it only makes sense. You don't want to put them in a firehouse. They'll melt. Yeah. Uh, but if you don't trust the word of a couple of ice men, th- it was also seen by a Methodist minister and his wife. Those never lie, ever. Never, ever. And they saw it about an hour before the ice men did, apparently. Uh, the dude's name was Reverend G.W. Switzer. I can't find his wife's name anywhere. They just referred to her as his wife. Well, that's... <laughs> That's all. Yeah, that's all you need. She's not worth a name. She ninety one. She didn't get a name. She was just the minister's wife. She's Mrs. Reverend G W Switzer. <laughs> yeah, that's her name. That's it. That's it. Uh, so uh, they saw it too, and they said it quote very much resembled a mass of floating drapery. <laughs> it's like looks oh, like it's... A, looks like one of the ghosts from Raiders. <laughs> yep. Except that's what I'm picturing now. Except it's 20 feet wide and eight feet high. Looks like they shot it in a pool of water. It was all flowy. <laughs> it's a really big curtain up there, you guys. <laughs> oh shit! It's a monster. It's one flaming butthole. I mean, I. <laughs> it's the lamest Sauron cosplay ever. <laughs> I'm the ghost of Sauron, you guys. I'm I'm like dead Sauron. Did you just Did you just get a white sheet and draw an orange eyeball on it? <laughs> no. Oh, lame Sauron. <laughs> I expect to see that at a con as a cosplay. You hear just, that? You hear that forever, <laughs> Ginger? What if you just cut out a big eye out of card, out of poster board? And just carried it around? Held that in front of you, and that's your costume. Your Sauron? Oh, Sauron. Oh, get it? Oh, well, you'd have to have an orange flashlight that you kind of poke around. Oh, to, or to point at yeah. hobbits, you saw? Yeah. So a bunch of other people who did not see the creature said they reported a peculiar sensation. Huh. So Were they the, eating York peppermint patties? I don't know. Uh, to, it's not a peculiar. You get a sensation. <laughs> what a peculiar sensation. <laughs> Are you thinking of Altoids, the peculiarly strong mint? Yeah, I'm thinking Maybe. of something edible that's peculiar. <laughs> um, Haggis? Peculiar? Haggis is pretty peculiar. Sounds like a bad slogan for something. Peculiar sensation. Um, that's that's like a probably a generous way to describe uh, prostate milking. <laughs> Boy, that was a peculiar sensation. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure I liked it. I mean, it worked out in the end. <laughs> I just guess you know you try every try anything once. Yeah. Try. <laughs> I'm glad I tried it. Uh, so uh, uh, Crawfordsville had three newspapers at the time. I, I love it in the in the 19th century, like early 20th centuries, and everybody was trying to sell the papes. And like mm-hmm. a town of 10,000 people had three competing newspapers. That is crazy. And, that was- <laughs> and only one of them bothered to actually carry the story. So like apparently the other two were not interested in the story, which eh, makes it. I don't know, slightly less believable. Mm-hmm. If the other two weren't like hopping all over, more believable yeah. than a floating drapery apparition. Uh, uh, that even the 
With I guess it's the least reputable of the three papers. Well, hey, hey, they interviewed a minister. This is the... May God strike me down if I did not see a flying butthole sheet. The, <laughs> the whichever one that is in New York that always is talking about tots and pervs <laughs> and heroes. What? The one that John Mulaney does the bit on. I don't remember that bit. It was early tabloidy. I don't remember it. Tabloidy New York paper. <laughs> Oh, man. <clears throat> I need to see him live. He's awesome. I, can't, I hope he comes back through Spokane again. Yeah, we, that was... we saw Pat Oswalt a few weeks back. Good. Oh, you was, did? This is my second time seeing him. I still haven't gotten to see him. I saw him uh, 10 years ago during my Weakness is Strong during that tour. Yeah. And I don't know what he's calling this tour, but it was it was good. He's, sure. always, he's always I good. want to see him back. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. Me too. Uh, so the the one newspaper that picked it up, anyway, the the reputable one, the one that is willing to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth, no matter how much they get ridiculed by the people of Crawfordsville, was the Crawfordsville Journal. Uh, and it also got picked up nationally after that. Uh, the AP got a hold of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, yeah, they sent it. They sent it through the. Uh, the semaphore or whatever, <laughs> however they communicated in 1891. They probably used telegraphy. Telegra- no, carrier pigeons. The 1890, they had. Oh, like somebody somebody rolled matches. up a copy of the article. They attached it to like 20 pigeons in the hopes that one of them would make it to Brooklyn. And the pigeons did. all got stuck together and caused a rash of drapery ghost sightings. <laughs> That's unfortunate. <laughs> Those poor birds. So, uh, uh, made a pigeon king. <laughs> yeah, their feathers all got tied together. Also, the lamest Ninja Turtles bad guy. <laughs> pigeon king. <laughs> so lame. That should have been. They had Rat King, and he was dumb as hell. <laughs> yep. Uh, oh, anyway, so, uh, it was picked up by the Brooklyn Daily Eagle and a couple other papers, but the one I found a very good quote from was the Brooklyn Daily Eagle. Headline, and this is like a page eight thing. Like it wasn't, uh, you know, this is back when newspapers were like 12 columns wide, tiny, tiny print, and like a zillion stories because there was no internet. So we have a tiny little headline that says, A substitute for the sea serpent. The summer season and the sea serpent have always been supposed to simultaneously disappear. The quote, aching void left by their departure has until this year been filled only by novelties. In the theatrical world, stupendous fish stories, occasional hairbreadth escapes of railroad employees and passengers, and now and then the appearance of a new freak of nature in a dying museum. <laughs> that was so that's a genre of story back then is, is railway escapes. escapes. <laughs> that's section C. <laughs> Well, I got this fish. It is 97 inches long. Well, fuck you, Gomer, because I just saw the most harrowing hair's breadth railroad escape of employees and passengers. Judith, what? where's my railway escape section? <laughs> what did I you do it to with the it? boy. I've got arts and sports, but no railway escapes. The boy needs <laughs> it for an assignment in school. Jeremy, you know that's the best part of the paper. He'll be done with it in a minute. <laughs> it's just it, that was their entertainment like sitting by the railroad open for a near miss oh that was a close one. Oh, he died 
Now I gotta clean it up. Cut his leg in twain. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, new freak of nature in a dime museum. But it has been reserved for 1891 to produce a substitute for the sea serpent, as horrible in its appearance and as huge in its dimensions as that fabled or real monster of the waters. Let's see, when was the Gloucester the sea serpent? Mm-hmm. Let me look that up. Because that was big news in the 18... 1817. When was it? 1817. You know, you know what we haven't. This is this is kind of important to point out that we did not mention that 1891's equivalent of a summer blockbuster of a fucking Avengers Endgame was Sea Serpent sightings, <laughs> and they expected to go away, and then in the fall you're not going to see any big movies because it's the fall time. Oh, serpent season is over. Yeah, serpent season's over until 1891 when somebody was like, you know what? We could drop a big one right there in the middle of the fall. The mid. Everybody'd have to go see it. They'd have to go see the Sauron ghost. To get into is the drapery ghost. Uh Uh-huh. So once the story got out, people immediately started making fun of all the witnesses. (laughs) (laughs) and this is a few days later the crawfordsville daily journal printed a letter september 9th 1891 okay i have to get really close to my screen because this is uh it's not very it's it's very faded reverend gw switzer is receiving inquiries from all over the country relative to the spook which he saw friday night The anxious inquiries want to know all about it and Mr. Switzer's personal experience. He received one letter from Keeley's Institute for Inebriates in Plainfield, which is a town southwest. Yes. So this is just southwest of Indiana. It's where I go when I want, when I go to Harbor Freight Tools, I go to Plainfield. Uh, Keeley's Institute for Inebriates in Plainfield, telling him that the patients there frequently saw such sights and that the apparitions frequently had horns and tails. But after a few days' treatment, the patient ceased to see them. The letter closed by advising Mr. Schweitzer to come on at once for treatment. That's pretty great. Yeah, fucking drunk tank is like, come on, Reverend. <laughs> we gotcha. Oh shit! I didn't think to look this up when I was taking my notes. I got to look up Keeley's Institute for Inebriates. See if it's still around. Keeley Institute, known for its Keeley Cure or Gold Cure, was a commercial medical operation that offered treatment to alcoholics from 1879 to 1965. Oh, so they were in their first couple of years. This was free advertisement for them. 1965. There's got to be a dollop about this. Uh, Treatment, pioneering and humane, open home-like care. Little is known of what exactly went on in the many branches or franchises of the Keeley Institute around the world. (laughs) Sure, nothing untoward happened there. Okay, what's the gold cure? The gold cure has its own page. Oh, never mind. Two movies called The Gold Cure. Apparently, he kept his gold cure very secret. Huh. New patients who arrived at the Dwight Institute were intro- oh, 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 oh. Just thought were modeled after. What the fuck is the Dwight Institute? What did I miss? 
Oh, okay. That's the first one. That's in, in Illinois. Okay. Um, where was I? Because this is very good. Oh, uh, 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 patients were introduced into an open and formal environment where they were first offered as much alcohol as they could imbibe. <laughs> good idea. Then what? Uh, a spa atmosphere of peace and comfort. They received injections of bichloride of gold four times daily. They were also given tonics. Treatment lasted four weeks. Uh, medical profession continued to criticize the method, and many tried to identify the mysterious ingredients of the gold cure. Strychnine, alcohol, apomorphine, willow bark, ammonia, and atropine were claimed to have been identified in the injections. <laughs> wow. Okay, so like, by, gold bichloride. You're, you're cured, right? Yeah. You're not drinking anymore. They didn't say how you were going to get cured. Strychnine. Wow. Man, snake oil was great. Some rat poison. That's good for alcoholism. Uh, that's, that's warfarin, and it's good for high blood pressure. Okay, so that was you know the Institute for Inebriates. Um, so the 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 ghostly Sauron drapery beast, however, had a perfectly mundane explanation. As of like three or four days later, a newspaper published the following: "The spook explained." The horrible apparition, which was seen by numerous citizens Friday night, has been explained satisfactorily, and it did not prove to be a ghost. John Hornbeck happened to step out in the yard about midnight and saw the horrible apparition as it swooped about the town. He summoned Abe Hernley, and they proceeded to investigate. They followed the wraith about town and finally discovered it to be a flock of many hundred killdeers. <laughs> a bunch of birds. Great. These birds were evidently passing over the city, became bewildered by the electric lights, and lost their way. Their white breasts and wings gave the flock their ghostly appearance, and the sound of agony was their plaintive, dismal cry. Misters Hornbeck and Henley... Hernley were quite close to them once as they swept near the ground and are certain that they were not mistaken. Spooky. Spooky birds. They'll kill their flock. Yep. Huh. Yep. So uh, that's that's it. Uh, but with the, I want to end here with some official... I, I want to give you the, the actual statistics for this monster. Because it's the only cryptid that we've talked about so far that I am aware of that has actual legitimate Dungeons and Dragons stats. It was published in, in, in third ed of the D20 modern setting, which is like D&D, &D, but for now. Crawfordsville Monster. Uh, CR9, huge ooze. 96 <laughs> HP. Uh, initiative, minus two. Speed, five feet, but fly, 30 feet. Defense, 11. Oh, ooh, ooh. Attack bonus, plus 13 melee. 2d6 plus 9, plus 1d6 acid damage. Uh-oh. That's pretty badass. And plus 1 mace against birds. Does that help? No, no, they can just reform. They can just kind of separate and reform around it like, like, like water. What if... Uh... I'm a, what is it, a ranger, and I can talk to it? Well, maybe. It's a lot of birds to talk to at once. Birds, right? Yeah, you have to roll a really high animal empathy, or animal handling. What if I just talk to the queen bird? I don't think there is a queen bird. It's a hive mind. They're all equal. 
No, it's not D and D stuff. Where you just find the the queen. No, you That's not how birds work. <laughs> but that's how D and D works. Apparently, when they taught you about the birds and the bees, you got them confused. Yep. And now you well, fuck bees. Who lays all the eggs, Don? Oh, uh, that is uh, frogs. <laughs> okay. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it! I hate it when I get a message right in the middle of this. And then I have to go. I have to mute the messages, and everybody hears the bloop. Who's messaging you? Head bones. Uh, uh, it's a group chat with John and Tom, guys who were on the show when you had a week off. And it was me and Ryan and them, like last year, year or two ago. So uh, the the monsters uh, uh, attributes: it has twenty eight strength, six dex, eighteen con, no intelligence, one wisdom, and one charisma. Which means there is a chance it could seduce you. Not a very good one. Not there a good a one, chance. but there's a chance. Your DM is weird like that. Yep. Or so if, why do all people try to seduce me? Or if your players are weird like that, like my players often are. Let's see what else. It has the traits I, and immunities of ooze. Uh, it can engulf you. It has acidic enzymes and natural invisibility. Ooh. And how do you see the flaming orange eyeball? I don't get it. So, there we go. That's the Crawfordville Monsters abridged D&D stats. So, I, I think, I think I'm going to put it in a campaign. Next time we get together, we'll play some 5th Ed D&D and we'll fight cryptids. All right. We got to roll up some stats for Mothman. and. Oh, yeah. Hold on, hold and on. Man and Mothman D20 stats. Iceman would do cold damage. Yep. So here's some, somebody already made unofficial stats for Mothman. So we don't have to roll it up. We can just do go to some trust somebody else to have made Mothman stats and Yeti stats. Iceman also is immobile. Yeah, he can't move. He's frozen in a block of ice. Either that, or they're both they're both X Men. He'd be able to do psychic damage somehow the with Iceman? his frozen mind powers. No, maybe maybe if he. Maybe his whole thing is he shouts freeze, and it's like a, it's like an Arnold Schwarzenegger pun. Bees. And if you fail a will save, then you, you're you're rooted to the ground. Just nobody in your party touches him. Yeah, he can't do anything. If you touch him, you're fucked. But if you stay right. away from him, he just stands forlornly in a field, quietly singing "Let It Go." A laser dactyl would be boss, though. Yeah, I think we probably have to do do our own for that. And then like, and then we'll we'll meet like the. Uh, Raystown Ray, he'll be like a wise sea monster. I'm going to befriend the Beast of Busco, though, and ride it in the battle. Oh, yeah, you got to do that. A giant murder turtle. A giant long-necked murder turtle. But its stats have to be in old-timey units that we made up, though. <laughs> he's he's two fathoms long <laughs> and a furlong wide. His strength is 14 cubits. <laughs> What does that mean? I don't know. Just roll it. <laughs> so my real animal, perhaps unsurprisingly, is the killdeer. Oh, good. Yeah. I, I kind of, you know, it's maybe it's a little on the nose, but I kind of had to. They're a neat little bird. Yeah, they are. Now let me find, um, I want to find a good video of their song. I'll find the one I found earlier. Here when I was a little kid in, I think, second or third grade. Gilder made a nest where we, we got picked up from school. 
And so they had someone from the school cone off the area and stand there to make sure nobody bothered this bird. <laughs> now, I really explicitly remember this, that that was pretty neat, that there was a bird nest right there. And it was just kind of it was just in the middle of some dirt. It wasn't hidden. It wasn't like under a bush. It was just right in the middle. We had a house we used to live in. We had a barn swallow that made a nest on the, so we had like an overhanging eave above the front door and they made the nest on the door side of the eave. And so you could look outside the peephole and see the nest and the baby birds. And then anytime we left the house or came home, the mom would dive bomb us because it thought we were trying to steal its kids. It was really and cute. these birds, when she thought you were close, she would run around and be really loud and then start to flop around. <laughs> That'll scare them away. She was hurt. That'll distract. That, oh, and that actually touches upon something that I read because they have a bunch of distraction technique, techniques yeah. that they use. Because she'd like pull one wing in and stick the other one out and flop around on the ground yeah. and make a bunch of noise. It's like, here, come eat me. Leave my kids alone. To distract you from the nest. Yeah, and sometimes they'll pretend to be brooding, like to sit on a nest where there isn't one. So you'll come oh. attack that area. Um, I got to play their call, though, because that's where they get the name Killdeer. Because apparently it sounds like the word Killdeer. Here we go. So, okay. Yep, just like it. Yep, just sounds like it's he's just speaking English. Uh, so the killdeer, the nominative, nominative subspecies of the killdeer is Cariadris vociferus, which totally sounds like more Lord of the Rings shit. Uh, it's a fantasy dragon. It's a plover, which sounds like a tool a hobbit uses when he's plofing his fields, uh, which is a type of wading bird. And they, uh, I didn't realize how widely they ranged. Killdeer live at least migrate to all of the United States, all of Mexico, most of Canada, up into Alaska, all the way down to some parts of South America. Huh. It's insane. Um, and there, there are three, uh, three species, and they all have a range that big, as far as I can tell. So they're sight hunters, and we already talked about how they like to distract predators with a number of interesting distraction mechanisms. Uh, they eat mostly insects, but occasionally they might eat a dead minnow or a tree frog. They forage in fields, and this is my favorite fact I found out about them. They especially like fields where there are cattle. And and so now, like, I really want a Disney movie about a flock of killdeer and their friend the cow. Or maybe a herd of cow and their friend the killdeer. Seems like they would. Yeah, the cows would be the main characters in a Disney movie. Probably. I don't think that they haven't done much with birds. Birds mm. are always ancillary or secondary characters. Yeah, like Iago. Yeah. But or yeah. Jim Crow and his buddies. Yeah, thanks. Uh, that that's classic. <laughs> in classic Dumbo. In that in that scene that has every reason to exist in that movie that isn't terrible. <laughs> fucking Dumbo. Uh, now they have to put a disclaimer on half of their shit. At, at the, least, at least they haven't tried to pretend "Song of the South" wasn't a problem. They just pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah, we'll just ignore that. Oh, that movie we made about a slave who loves being a slave. I remember watching that a bunch when I was a little kid. I never saw it, but wait, long after they locked it into the Disney Vault forever in Carbonite. 
they... Frozen. There's Uncle Remus. Uncle Remus frozen in <laughs> carbonite. This isn't what I wanted. This is zippity doo da, zippity a, my oh my. What a, what a fucked up day. So we we had a uh, a Disney sing along VHS, and it had zippity doo da from Song of the South on it. So like for the while in the nineties, they acknowledged its presence, even though they would never release the whole film. Hmm. But we didn't know the context. It was just a black guy singing to a couple of white kids. That's a great joke, though. Now I need to see uh, Uncle Remus frozen in carbonite. (laughs) And there's like a Jabba Mickey. Give up my favorite decoration. Ho, 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 ho. (laughs) Kung Goofy Poodoo. (laughs) And then, oh, which character would be Salacious Crumb? Oh, Kermit the Frog. Well, I don't know. He's not. He's he's only. He's technically Disney, but Donald. It'd have to be Donald oh, Duck, or or maybe no, because well, Mickey would be. Well, I think Goofy would make a pretty good Jabba. Disney doesn't really have any fat characters. No, they're. Uh... Out of their their original canon, they don't adequately represent the breadth of uh, human body types. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Oh, Pete, 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 Goofy's neighbor. Oh, right, his his uh his nemesis. Yeah, his uh, his dickhead neighbor. I think Pete Pete's Java. <laughs> but I'm trying trying to think what what a Mickey Java would sound like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Wookie Chewbacca! Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Nico Chunky the... Troy Solo. <laughs> <laughs> what's his name? What's his name? The Twilight Bib for oh, or Bib Fortuna. I'm gonna try to play off like I don't know that exactly that character. Bib Fortuna's got to I... be goofy because he's got the ears, got the dangling over. ears. What the job? I do wakes up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite, my favorite things in the entire series, in the entire anything Star Wars is him waking up Jabba. Oh, oh. <laughs> that makes me laugh so hard. Mickey, Mickey's watching the Twi'lek dancer get eaten by the Rancor, just going, ha 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 ha, <laughs> eating frog, eating his frog. <laughs> 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 Oh shit! Who's Boba Fett in this scenario? Mickey Nobada. It's really sad. Like, yeah, you're saying you, you don't want to pretend you don't know who Bib Fortuna is. You, I know. Neither of us there. is pretending we don't know a bunch of hoodies off the top of our heads. Banta <laughs> Pudu. <laughs> I like it. I, I like how between Jedi and Phantom Menace, George Lucas forgot that poodoo meant food and decided <laughs> it meant poop uh, and then made yeah. a bunch of poo jokes. And I also like how when they wrote Huddies for the special edition, uh, the word for you killed Greedo is Crispa Greedo. <laughs> uh. Oh, shit. 
all my favorite moments, just those one little shots that I have loved so much are all in Jedi. The Jedi's Where a good movie. Where getting woken up. The, uh, what's his name? Nian, Nian Nian Nub. Yeah. Being, that one. When he's surprised that they're not going to clear that, the dish uh-huh. inside the death center. He goes, do <laughs> oh, my, my favorite is when Lando goes, yeehaw! And he goes, yeah. <laughs> I love that eye stock thing at Jabba's Palace. That thing, that thing makes me laugh every time. I love that. I love that. There's one of the Mandalorian too. Yeah, and it was exactly like it. I love that too. And it says the same four things, but it just doesn't laugh. And, and, <laughs> and, and this is this is the Star Wars universe's view of of these sentient droid creatures. We care so little for them that we're going to make one that's nothing but an eyeball on a stick. And it has to live in a tube. It's self-aware. Put the the whatever rude thing that droid says to C-3PO in in Empire. They uh-huh. had somebody said that to somebody was like Ichota, Ichota, and I had to oh how rude because <laughs> that's, <laughs> Tuta, that's something very Mishka Jabba Duhat Ichota. Like it was almost, it's almost merciful when the Mandalorian rips it out in the in the third episode, just yeah. like destroys its miserable, sad existence of of living in a Japanese tube hotel. Mandalorian is good, so good, really good. <sighs> okay, um, we're forty five minutes. That's good. Well, I talked we about it. A little bit more Star Wars. <laughs> a little bit more Star Star Wars. <laughs> No, we could, we, could, we could call it. I still want to talk about Star Wars. Okay. Well, um, you'll be happy. I found, us, uh, I found us some new music to play us out. Let me see what you think. Is it Cantina Band? No, because that is not royalty-free. This is called Sloppy, Sloppy Bossa Loop by Kevin McLeod, and it's officially in the public domain. You like it better in the old-timey jazz? Love it. Hello, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Hidden Zoo this week. This could, be, a very this could be from my band Chocolate Sweat. This is a very, very sexy play out. So Just leave, leave us some very sexy reviews. <laughs> send us some sexy email at hiddenzoo69 at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Our, our Twitter at this point has just kind of evolved into my personal Twitter because you're never on there. So See, I, I'm not on Twitter. So I just like make fun of Mayor Pete and shit. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Blake, I guess I'll see you next week. Week? Yeah. Be excellent to each other. Okay, that's it. You're done. <laughs>